passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Welcome back to a very special episode of Pax What She Said. We've had some fun guests on here, and we have some more fun guests lined up for the future, but this, I've got to say, was one of the best shows I think that we've ever done. I had so much fun. I know Perry felt the same way. Um, it's a Father's Day episode. So we got to interview our dads and it was so much fun to get to talk football with the people that pretty much made us football fans. So what we did is we had two separate interviews. I interviewed my dad, asked him six questions. Perry interviewed her dad, asked him the same six questions, and we're going to put them back to back as the episode. So you'll get to know us a little more and get to know our dads a little bit better as well. So Perry, before we kick it over to these interviews, is there any special memory or shout out that you want to give your dad for Father's Day? Um, well, shout out to my dad because he, his love of football was passed down to my sister and I in a way that, you know, I remember watching every Sunday with him and Thursday and Monday when those became a thing. And, um, it was always very special to me and he never questioned that we loved football and he taught us all about the game. He taught us penalties and strategy. And, um, definitely as a young girl, that was not widely accepted. Um, especially at school, boys were mean boys were, oh, you like the Packers? Like, can you name five players other than Aaron Rodgers? And 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 he, um, since we're allowed to curse on this show, you know, kind of was like, fuck that. You know, yep. like, I'm going to pass my love down to you. I don't care. Who needs boys? You love football just as much as I do. And so um, he really helped me, like, gain the confidence to 
talk about football knowledgeably and be, you know, feel, feel like I could go into, I think he led me to where I am now, which is, you know, the confidence to have a podcast and and be very open and, and strong in my fandom. So thank you, dad, for that. Um, but one of my most recent favorite memories is for his 60th birthday, um, we, my sister and I bought him tickets to go see the Packers play the Jets um, because we live in New York. We don't get to go to live games as often. And so it was the first time, actually, the three of us went to a game together. Um, and obviously the Packers won in overtime with a kind of walk-off touchdown to Devontae Adams, which was in the end zone that we were standing at. And um, just to be able to see a game together for the first time. And like, he was just, he was just so happy. I've never seen him so happy. Um, he actually drank a beer, which is a big <laughs> deal. And so that, and we, we know that that's just the start of many games going forward together. I love that. And I love that you mentioned like being a girl in a sports world with your dad, because I feel very similarly, like my dad was always the kind of person you know, he raised his kids to respect everyone and, you know, be the kind of person, like my dad's philosophy has always been like, be a good person, mm-hmm. you know? And then they're like, that's how you start. That's how you lead your life. And then the rest kind of follows if you're a, a good person to other people. And he never pushed football. He never like, it was just a thing that dad had on the TV and I would come sit and ask too many questions and watch it. And then it became like, let's go throw the ball around outside. And then I would be like, Hey dad, let's talk about this. And it suddenly, like you said, it evolves so quickly. Like he was like, wow, you, you throw a lefty spiral. Like, that's so cool. Like, look, I have a, I have a daughter who's a left-handed quarterback. And like, it's like, it just evolves from those points where you think it's just like, a bond or you think it's just a casual thing or a relationship that like, Oh, we have the same interests. And then it becomes such a bonding thing in your life. And my dad talks about it a little bit in his interview, but like getting to have my wedding at Lambeau and have my dad walk me down the aisle, the aisle air quotes that was under the scoreboard at Lambeau. Like those are like, I get chills talking about it because it's like it combined all of those special moments in my life, like, or like my biggest hobbies and passions. And I'm glad that those were, you know, moments that I got to share with my dad. So (laughs) I think, I think my favorite recent memory um, with my dad, he talks about it a little bit, but just the, the wedding process. And like my dad and I have always played catch ever since I was little. Like I uh, jammed my finger once before guitar practice because we went to go throw the football around and, I busted my finger and then had to go play guitar and cry about it the whole time because we just always were throwing the ball. Um, so getting to throw the ball around in Lambo um, on my wedding day, like in a wedding dress was pretty cool to just have that, that moment. That's um, amazing. So any, any other quick thoughts before we uh, just, you know, kick it over to these interviews? Um, I just hope that everyone enjoys it. It's a little glimpse, like Maggie said, into like our personal lives and our childhoods more than anything. And, um, I hope that you kind of feel like you get to know us a little bit better and um, feel the love and appreciation from our dads. Hi. Hi. How you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Okay. Um, So happy Father's Day weekend. Thank you very much. (laughs) Ready to talk about some Packers? Always ready to talk about some Packers. Always. Okay. So 
Father's Day show, we have a few questions. Fire away. <laughs> okay. Um, so first and foremost, how did you become a Packers fan? So I became a Packers fan, unlike most, I think. Uh, children normally get influenced by parents when they um, are sports-oriented, especially that's how you became a fan of all the same teams as me. My dad was a fan of whoever he bet on at one o'clock or four o'clock. <laughs> so he didn't have a favorite team. Yeah. I became aware of football relatively early, um, watched the first Super Bowl, started to become a Packer fan, and then watched the Ice Bowl. And that was it. I was a Packer fan since 1967. And you were how old? I was not even nine. Wow. Yeah. So that that's what started me on the tra- trajectory of being a Packers fan. And so your standout memory as a child with the Packers is? So I have two, actually. So obviously the Ice Bowl, which created who I am as a Packers fan. But I grew up in New York with the Giants and the Jets. I am old enough to have watched the Jets win a Super Bowl. So while other kids were wearing Joe Namath jerseys and Fran Tarkington jerseys, I was wearing Carol Dale and Boyd Dowler jersey, <laughs> who you would never even know. They were the two wide receivers for the Packers way back when. Yeah. So I was the, you know, the guy who stood out. And did kids, did kids make fun of you or were they confused? Um, they always asked me why. Yeah. They, they, you know, Packers don't have, didn't have a negative reaction like the Cowboys would in New York. Um, so it wasn't negative so much as why. Interesting. And you always told them. I did. Nice. Okay. And so I know the answer to this, but I'm excited for you to tell the story. Your favorite memory from adulthood adulthood or that we have together so it was the brett Favre super bowl um i was asked to go to a super bowl party which i refused to stay at because (laughs) people didn't care about it they just wanted a drink and i wanted to watch the game so in the house you sat on my lap and we watched the packers together you weren't even two just short of two, and we watched the Packers win a Super Bowl. You don't remember, but... But you do. But we did. (laughs) Are there any photos? I would have to go through the box of photos, I have to say. Obviously, no digital, really, back then. And how did you celebrate? I smoked a cigar in the house with the skylights (laughs) open. And it was just us mom stayed at the party. Yes. Yeah. You You and I are the same in that we don't like watching big games around other people unless everyone's paying attention to. Yeah. And I'm a big guy. I want to hear the broadcast too. Yeah. So even going to a Packers bar, which you do on a regular basis to watch games, uh, it's not even for me. I'm really good having my butt in my chair Yeah, and no distractions. Yeah. I think the Packers bar, I like it because everyone's paying attention and you hear the broadcast over the bar. So you do get it, but it's true. When people are cheering, you can't. 
Right. You can't hear it. And it's not fun when they're losing and you're with that many people. Yeah. And I'm a bad loser with, <laughs> with the Packers. And um, uh, you are the most optimistic Packer fan there is. And I am probably the most pessimistic Packer yes. fan there is. Yeah, we, we're very right? complimentary. So I, so I hated our draft this year and you love the draft. So we'll see who's right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. So I knew the answers to those questions and the next three, I don't. So I'm really excited. Um, favorite all time Packer on offense. So I'm going to take the quarterbacks out cause that's easy. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. That's too easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to say James Lofton. Interesting. Um, he was, I think the most, Amazing wide receiver for his day. Although he's in the Hall of Fame, I actually think he gets not the credit of everybody else during his era. And he was just unbelievable, and I loved watching him. Yeah. Okay. And defense? So I have a one and a one A here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to go one, Ray Nitschke, again, going back to the day, who was Dick Butkus before Dick Butkus. Um, Dick Butkus just had more personality, I think. So, you know, it's the Butkus Award. It's all that stuff. But Ray Nitschke was that same player Mm -hmm. um, who was just amazing. Um, One A is Reggie White. Um, More because when Reggie White came to the Packers, it changed the attitude of African-American free agents about coming to Green Bay. Interesting. Um, He changed the whole idea of that. It was very, I don't want to say negative, but it wasn't a place of destination for African-American players. Yes, Vince Lombardi drafted a ton who were amazing because he was that kind of guy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a place for free agents yeah. to come until Reggie White came and changed the game and changed the game. Yeah. Not to mention completely changed the team. As Correct. Well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of the best players ever. Right. I know. I, uh, I would have loved to watch him live. I can't even imagine what that was like. He was non. He, nobody could stop him. One on one, you couldn't stop. Him. I've watched so many videos of him just like throw grown offensive linemen with like one hand. Yeah, he he was he was a different kind of football player. Wow. Um, okay, and so that's from the past. So what about current? So that's the hardest one of these questions in my mind. Um, so believe it or not, I'm going to go with a new Packer in Ladarius Smith. Uh, Zadarius Smith? Zadarius Smith. Um, the reason I say that is I love his attitude. I love his political stand. I love what he's brought to the team. I love all of the just who he's about yeah. and what he's done for the defense, which I can hope to continue to see. Yeah. He's a real leader. Like he's really changed the locker room in a way that I think we really needed, especially with Matt LaFleur as a first year head coach to, I think, have someone like him. Yeah. yeah. He's just been great. Yeah. Well, hopefully he has another 13 and a half sack season. Um, He probably won't only because they're going to, look at him but I think Preston Smith will continue to grow and I obviously hope Rashawn Gary comes yeah um, I think that's the one thing we agree on is that we were optimistic about Rashawn Gary 
I am very optimistic about yeah. Rashad and Gary. <laughs> He's been working hard. We'll see. Um, okay, last question. And I have no idea what you're about to say, but do you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to get to another Super Bowl before the, he retires? With the Packers? With the Packers or not with the Packers? What do you think? So I think he's going to retire as a Packer personally. So, and my answer to that is guardedly, optimistically, yes. Wow. Again, I'm not crazy about what they did this year in the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that EQ will be a factor this year. And I think that that is like drafting a wide receiver in my mind. Hmm. Um, So we'll see. Um, I obviously hope that Jay Sternberger steps up and I hope that Alan Lazard continues to grow. Um, I more than anything, just hope there's football this year, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's not looking very good right now. Right. So we'll be guardly optimistic that the Packers will be in the Super Bowl again with Aaron Rodgers under center. I agree. I think Matt LaFleur can do it. Um, I do too. Um, And again, uh, you know, it was the first year of a hybrid offense. Mm-hmm. So I think this year you'll see less of what Mike McCarthy left over and more of what Matt LaFleur wants to do. Um, and I'm hoping that that's a positive change. And I think it will be. I think it will be, too. And I think what Matt LaFleur wants to do is is run the ball more or make the offense off of the run game and more play action for Aaron Rodgers. And I think, I don't know, I think a run game is the best way to preserve an older quarterback like him who has some serious injuries. Well, put it this way. If Ryan Tannehill can actually take the Tennessee Titans somewhere because of Derrick Henry, I'll say if you can get any kind of run game like that going, Aaron Rodgers certainly can. Yeah, I agree with you. So. Okay. Um, Any other like Packers memories that really stand out for you? You know, I, so the, the, your age people and people just maybe a half a generation older than you have had the joy of Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, right? So I remember the days, unfortunately, between Bart Starr and Brett Favre. Right. So I remember the Don Mikowski days, the Lynn Dickey days, John Hadel, who was way past his prime when he came to the Packers. I remember the days of when John Brockington would run as hard as he could, but they couldn't do anything. So I have really fond memories even of those days even as a Packer fan when it was on the downside, Mm -hmm. but I was always a Packer fan and never gave up. Yeah. What was it like? I've always wanted to ask you this. What was it like when Brett Favre came and really like changed, I don't know, just turned the Packers into a championship type team? So Brett Favre, change the mentality of the Packers because of his gunslinger mentality and kind of his flamboyant personality. So they went from a very kind of 
really conservative, staid type of team where your coaches were either old Packers, um, Bart Starr, Forrest Gregg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was Dan Devine. I mean, it was it was just old school football, and Brett Favre brought new school football to the Packers. And it just totally changed what the team did, what they looked like, how they acted. It was just a very positive atmosphere. Um, And he would play no matter what. He was a great leader because you couldn't keep him off the field. You know, his dad died and he came out and threw ridiculous number of yards and touchdowns against the Oakland Raiders on a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Right. It was it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He, he just he loved the game more than it seemed life itself. And that just went through the whole team. And I think created the younger Packer fans with that same mentality, which is, I still think, pervasive through the organization. Definitely. Because every year you expect us to be contenders. Correct. There, there's no, there's nothing but we're going to be a winning team, mm-hmm. um, and that's always the best way to approach everything, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I think that's a great ending for us. Thanks, my, Dad. My pleasure. Happy Father's Day. Thank you much. Love you. It is the honor of a lifetime to have my dad, Fred Lawler, on the podcast with me today. So. Dad, this is, I hope you're I hope you're gonna have fun because I know that this is kind of new to you. It should be a good time. I know this is not visual, but trust me, I have a huge smile on my face. <laughs> um, when you teach your kids as you go along about certain things, when Maggie talks about getting her interested in the Packers, it amuses me because she has so far gone beyond my level of expertise. I'll even lie on draft day when she texts me and says, hey, Dan, what do you think of this pick? I've got to Google the guy to even have a clue who she's talking about to come up with a semi-intelligent answer. So uh, kudos to Maggie for really embracing this and going so deep. So I do have to let everybody listening know that, you know, I normally have a podcast beer. My dad and I have split a podcast beer, so it does feel like tradition. But, you know, Perry and I will each have six questions for our dads and then yeah, it's, you know, just maybe you can get to know us a little bit more and how we were raised and, you know, the people that kind of helped shape our path in the football world. So, Dad, first question, how did you become a Packers fan? And I know that that's a pretty loaded question. So I grew up really spoiled with the Lombardi years. So I have vague recollections of watching games with the old black and white TV and that ooh, color TV. But, <laughs> I mean, trust me when I say – you know, it sounds generational, but you guys are spoiled with high def and big screen because um, probably 24 inches was, you know, gigantic back then. So um, watching was kind of like a, a learned family kind of trait, but it probably really took off when I was in my teens. My uncle Fred, my namesake, was a season ticket owner for the Milwaukee package back when there was a county stadium. And on a number of occasions, I was fortunate enough to go with my cousin Calvin up there. Shout out to Calvin James, the walking encyclopedia of all things Packers long before there was (laughs) such a thing. Uh, Good guy. Um, But we would be up there in snow and rain and the Lord knows what. And it was just, there's something about going to a live venue and seeing that pageantry up close and personal. 
uh, pretty much life-changing. I don't think that's overstating it. It's no Lambo, but it was still awfully cool for a young man. I don't even think that I knew that Uncle Fred had county stadium tickets, so that's funny. Yeah. Um, second question, I guess, kind of ties into that a little bit. Is there a standout memory that you have of the Packers, either as a child or you know your first experience going to county stadium? Something that has stuck with you, I guess, long term. Maggie was trying desperately to help me research <laughs> this one, which was pretty funny. And um, for if some diehard out there can answer this for me, I would be eternally grateful. I could have combined some youth memories, or it could be that somehow there's a kernel of truth here. But my recollection is uh, Donnie Anderson, I know he ran and punted. My recollection as a young man is he was running a fake punt, and a defender had him cut off, dead to rights. One of the first times I ever saw a well-executed throwing fake. So Donnie does a pump fake. The guy goes airborne, stretches his arms well over his head. Donnie ran underneath the guy for a first down, making him look totally stupid. So where the details are right or wrong on that, I'm not 100% sure, but I know I spent a lot of time in the backyard with my brother trying to get him to jump so I could run underneath him too. So uh, that one stuck with me. So if somebody wants to clarify my details, great. But um, the memory's there. Yeah, and I will say we looked it up on Google quite a bit. And, you know, it doesn't help when you go from punter Don Chandler to Donnie Anderson because then the Internet is repeatedly like, did you mean this, Don? So, and I know that it was probably like a first down, not a touchdown, which, you know, there there aren't the amazing yes. analytics back or today that then that there were today. Well, that's kind of the killer, too. Now everything is so well recorded and documented. I mean, something as simple as like recording sacks. Yeah. There were people old school that probably were very much in that conversation, but because it wasn't a stat at the time. If you ask Corey Banky of Cheesehead TV, you know, he will go to bat that Willie Davis is the all-time Packers sack leader before it became a statistic. I'll so, accept that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this one, I guess, gets into a little bit more of, you know, now that you have a child who has a podcast and writes about the Packers. Do you have a favorite memory from your adulthood that we have together that we've shared either about the Packers or something to do with football? If I could do a real quick shout out first, my runner up for all time Packer memory is um, County stadium with my wife. When we were, before we were engaged, (laughs) actually uh, freezing rain, she waited in a long line for hot chocolate, hot chocolate had run out. Nobody posted a sign came back into a low scoring game, missed the only touchdown score in the entire game. And she's still with me 30 plus years later. So I've got to give credit to Terry for that one. Um, But far and away, my best football memories um, going to Lambeau over these last number of years with Maggie and the family and just having a great time. Um, Maggie's wedding this last March was up there and it was fabulous in all regards. The weather cooperated. The venue was fabulous. Uh, father-daughter dance was the Bears still suck. So, I mean, it was just golden. But one of my very best memories was we brought a football along, of course, because from the time Maggie was a little girl, we would throw the ball. And um, mom was just no way going to let us near a football before (laughs) Maggie's wedding. There would be no bruises, no bandages, no crutches. So we did our very best to comply with that. But after the ceremony, after all was said and done, the next day or two, we got over to Maggie will supply me a name, but the practice field behind Title or behind the Title um, District, yeah. District Field, and um, we threw the ball a little bit. And as a young man, my dad had invented a pass play that he called the forty-four bomb, and he would throw this over the shoulder, you know, 
deep as you could go in a small city yard. And I just always held that deer. So with Maggie at the Titletown field, having her throw her patented lefty spiral <laughs> 44 bomb over my shoulder, it was just sweet. Stamp it done. Best memory ever. Yeah, I think one of my favorite memories to go along with the wedding. First, you know, dancing to the Bear Still Suck because it took everyone completely off guard. And my uncle, who is, I think I've said this before on the show, he's the stereotype of Doe Bears. Big Italian guy, huge mustache, nicest guy ever, but huge Bears fan. He was sitting at the very first table when we had our dance. So all of a sudden the music comes on and you just see his face and he's smiling and laughing and it was great, but it was a secret. Nobody knew except, you know, my mom. Yeah. So it was just the three of us took that all the way through to the wedding. Uh, even my husband didn't really know what it was going to be. So that was really special. And then getting to throw a football inside of Lambeau field. We have a couple pictures of that. They were doing the, the new construction in one of the uh, club wings. So the pictures, you know, there's renovation behind us instead of like the stadium, but yeah, me and my wedding dress, dad in his suit, us wearing matching Packer shoes, throwing a football inside Lambeau is, probably one of the coolest yeah it, it, it was epic it took some convincing mom that a Lambo <laughs> wedding was a good thing to do but not one of us looked back and you know have any regrets it was just fabulous shifting now a little bit you know to more about you and the Packers um do you happen to have a favorite Packer all-time on offense or a favorite all-time on defense you can give me both you can give me one or the other whatever your preference let's go with offense first um Keeping in mind that I was a little young for the glory years, and yeah. I vaguely remember Phil Bankston, and Bart was wonderful as a quarterback, but as a coach, he didn't have the greatest of luck. So I lived through those lean years. So things started getting fun again with Brett in the 90s, and, you know, so as much as I'd like to say, you know, I know he's not offense, but Ray Nitschke or somebody that's just mm -hmm. iconic pack, I love those guys, but um, Donald Driver just to me is the quintessential packer both in work ethic, um, talent, what he brought to the game. And there's something about that ability to always get up smiling. Didn't matter what the circumstances were, this guy always had a huge grin on his face. And for those of us that have loved this game our entire lives, to see somebody that seemed to still get that as an adult, yeah. that this is like a child's dream. And I know it's money, and I know there's injuries involved, and it's, it's not as simple as that, but there's something really refreshing about that spirit, yeah. I uh, have to be honest, when I was tasked with getting a new insurance provider through my work a couple of years ago, I ended up going with Network Health because Donald Driver was the spokesperson and I knew nothing about any of the insurance policies. And rather than research them, I chose my coverage because of Donald Driver's smile and it made me feel safe. And <laughs> I mean, then I, Network Health is great. So thanks, Donald. I mean, we should probably never let mom hear this if she hasn't already. <laughs> She'll listen to this. Right. All right. How about defense? Uh, defense, again, Nishki is a young kid, but, you know, again, um, hard to go back that far with real clear memories. You know, revisit the Donnie Anderson story. <laughs> um, but other than that, going again with the uh, revived Green Bay and the lean years and everything else, I'm going to go with Reggie White. Yeah. Because to, to bring in the hope and the belief in the franchise again and, Again, so much more than just the football, which that talent was undeniable, but the personality, the calming influence in the locker room, the, you know, wow. I mean, this was a really neat thing. And I, I know it can be argued, but I don't know how successfully that um, 
he was not a huge part of the renovation of getting mm. this franchise on the map and getting people to come to Green Bay oh, yeah. and take us seriously. And hats off, you know, loved watching him play the, the Super Bowl against the Patriots and the, the, the clinic right there, power sack and, you know, speed sack. Yep. And it was just like, oh, my God, that's if you could do a career in two plays, that was a thing of beauty in one game. Yeah, and they were back-to-back, which, you know, it's like... <laughs> Even better. There you go. It makes it for a nice, clean highlight. Um, so talked about the past a little bit. I'm actually wearing a Reggie White jersey, which is really funny while we record this. But favorite current Packer then, you know, so... And I guess if you wanted to go, like, a couple years beyond. But let's think, like, 2017 or later. Do you sure. have a favorite? We've had this conversation before that I know it's always been this way, but it seems more and more as the league changes and becomes more and more of a business and the money is just phenomenal. Um, you don't see the people kind of used to be a little bit more familiar, even though it was never clear cut that that was going. So sometimes you have to think of a guy and it's like, I really liked him, but he's not here anymore. And, you know, but um, my current that I really enjoy and a big part of this is probably going to games at Lambeau with Maggie is Jamal Williams. Yeah. Um, Watching him play games, I love his intensity. I love what he brings to the game. He's a contributor. He's a hard worker. I don't seem to think he complains about his role. So all those things are really good. But the thing that sold me is when you watch him pregame, whether it's throwing footballs with the fans or he's got his headphones on and he's dancing and loving (laughs) life, and it's like, I love this dude. (laughs) You know, I I would love to have a beer with this guy and just chat because he just seems like that effervescent personality that would be a great time, you know, spent. So the thing I love about this is that anybody that listens to the podcast knows that Jamal Williams is my current favorite Packer on offense. And we did not coordinate this. This was nothing. Um, so, okay. I guess I'm throwing you a curveball because we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but do you have a favorite current on defense then? Because if we align here too, you know, I guess it's just genetics. Well, you know, it's a little bit unfair <laughs> because we do, we do talk a lot during the season yeah. and, and everything, but Kind of in a reboot Reggie White mode. I'm loving Zedarius and oh Preston God. right now because it. <laughs> it, it is just so much fun. I mean, Preston's phenomenal, but obviously Zedarius just seems to be a little bit more out there personality. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, they're, they're both great, but just, just to watch the energy they bring and the effect they have on their teammates. And uh, again, you guys are ever free and you listen <laughs> to Maggie's podcast, I will gladly buy you a beer and uh, love to see it. But yeah, amazing talent and yep. just fun to watch. Okay. So we do have to talk about one more thing, one more question before I give you the floor and we wrap this up. But I just wanted to throw this out there because, you know, you went through Brett Favre leaving and going to the Vikings and the Jets and kind of what that was like. I was a little young for that. I didn't really fully understand the significance of it in that moment. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers gets another Super Bowl before he retires? And it doesn't necessarily have to be with Green Bay, but, you know, Bart Starr had to... Oh, it pretty much has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Bart Starr had two. Brett Favre went to two, you know, one, one, lost one. So it just feels like Aaron Rodgers needs to get to at least one more before he hangs up his cleats. I really like the direction of the team right now, yeah. and I'm, I'm feeling confident more so than I have in a few years. Um, backers or bust, it doesn't matter if they're doing well or not, but I really do feel good about the team. But I'm going to give you a kind of qualified answer. Okay. If Aaron stays with Green Bay, oh, he's getting another ring. There's no question about that. I like that. Uh, with with the talent around him and with his leadership and knowing the system and everything else, and, and now LaFleur, mm-hmm. another breath of fresh air, props to Mike McCarthy, but it was time. Yeah. Um, 
I really think we got a very good shot of Aaron getting another one in Green Bay. But of course, if he goes <laughs> anywhere else, it's just not in the cards. Um, That'd be so hard. Witness, witness Favre in Minnesota, and everybody can say they know, you know, Minnesota got what they deserve because with Favre, it's live or die. Yep. Uh, for every bit of glory, there's that one interception in the championship game that costs you yep. the Super Bowl. So not that Aaron would do that exact same thing, but um, I kind of have the same feeling. I think if it's meant to be, it's in Green Bay. Yeah. No, I agree totally. And, you know, this was so much fun. I, we never we talk football all the time, but we've never recorded it before. So this is, you know. And I, I want to thank Maggie for humoring me, too, because she surpassed me many years ago in knowledge and study and all things <laughs> regarding football. So I pick her brain all the time, and it's a pleasure. Um, but this was fun. This was fun. And I know that you, um, in honor of Father's Day, you wanted to share a dad joke, so I'm going to let you do that. Yeah. For any dad out there that loves <laughs> inflicting this on your children, this is for you. Uh, for anyone who despises these jokes, my apologies. But there will come a day when your dad's not with you, and you will appreciate them. So let me just throw this out there for my sign-off. Uh, a bear, a lion, and a viking walk into Lambo. After admiring the atrium, they find themselves beneath the giant Lombardi trophy. The bear wipes away a tear and says to the others, I haven't seen one of those since 1985. The lion and the Viking both look at him and ask, what is it? <laughs> he texted me this ahead of time to ask for my approval. And I said, you know what? It's Father's Day. You can do whatever you want on the show. So, so thanks anybody out there for your forbearance. <laughs> dads will be dads. Thank you for listening to Pax What She Said. We hope that you enjoyed these these interviews with our dads, they're so special and so important to us. And, you know, like I said before the show, this was definitely one of my favorite episodes to do. Um, Perry, if the people want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? You can find me at Perry underscore Goldstein on Twitter. Um, you can follow me also every three weeks um, on Pack-A-Day podcast with Mike and Tyler. Um, and as always, please follow the Packs What She Said Twitter at PWSS podcast. And you can find me on social media at Maggie J. Loney. Um, you'll notice when I introduced my dad, I called him Fred Lawler because he's not a Loney. I'm married now, so we have a different last name. Um, and then I write two times a week for Cheesehead TV, and I also podcast with the Pack a Day podcast crew. I'm with Jacob and Nick every Thursday. Uh, thank you for listening. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, all the moms who are acting as dads, all the cool uncles, friends. If you are making a difference in a child's life, we appreciate you today and every day. So thank you for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go, pack, go.